You're listening to the Namely Marley podcast, episode number 33. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Namely Marley podcast. I'm Marley. The goal of this podcast is to focus on adding a little creative, healthy, and passion-filled living to your day every day. Today I'm talking about three vegan types. Sometimes I think we're eager to put all vegans into one category, like everyone is the same that's in that category. But I've been noticing some differences among vegans and it can be kind of significant. Really what I'm talking about are approaches around a vegan diet. And the question is, what kind of vegan are you? Your answer may be, I am no kind of vegan. That's okay. However, if you're listening, you might be interested to learn more about these types to help you on your journey of adding more plant-based or vegetarian products to your day every day. I've talked to a lot of people over the years about veganism, and as a result, I've come to some conclusions. There are three kinds of vegans. That doesn't mean there's only three ways to go about it. Becoming vegan can be a process, and it can look kind of all different depending on the way you go about getting there. In fact, I wrote a post called 10 Ways to Be Vegan. It outlines a number of approaches uh, that I've seen people use uh, to incorporate veganism into their lives. Yes, 10 ways. And I'm, I'm sure actually there's a whole lot more out there, but go check it out. I'll leave a link in the show notes page. Um, that way you can see all the different approaches to uh, getting towards a vegan diet. So if you don't think you want to be, quote, whole hog vegan, pardon the pun, you might want to see the partial ways to go about it. Kind of like there's a VB6, which is vegan before six or meatless Mondays, or some people are vegan on the weekends, whatever. There's all different kinds of options out there. I feel like every meal you choose that's animal-free builds upon the goal of reducing your carbon footprint. It improves your health and also improves your energy levels. So all of those are very important. I've heard it from so many people that they feel so much better the more you know plants and less animal products are included in their diet. There's also a clean feeling to this diet. So the three kinds of vegan is really more about now that you've made the switch to veganism, what type of vegan are you? So let me explain. I've come to the conclusion that there are three different kinds of vegans, and here's what I call them. The fearless vegan, the plant-based vegan, the convenient vegan. Let's go over those three types with a little bit more detail. The fearless vegan is someone who is into healthy foods, but they're also willing to compromise in the name of taste. That may mean having, you know, pizza for dinner with organic quinoa flour uh, in the crust and vegan sausage and vegan mozzarella cheese dripping all over the plate. Mm, that sounds so good. <laughs> the fearless vegan is kind of like the foodie in the room. They care about their health and the environment and the welfare of animals, but they also kind of like being different. So being a fearless vegan kind of scratches an authenticity itch. While at the same time, it does allow them also to eat their, I don't know, like pan fried onion rings and vegan donuts. <laughs> They'll have a green smoothie later with cacao nibs and some superfruits to make up for that. <laughs> so the plant-based vegan, plant-based vegans are in it for the health of it. They want tasty organic dishes that are full of nutrients and they're willing to put the work in to make that happen. So plant-based vegans eat organic, whole, or minimally processed foods. And so you probably are not going to find them eating a lot of vegan meats or vegan cheeses. 
because they they're probably trying to minimize processed foods in their life. They'll probably make their own cheeses from nuts or they'll add avocados in their baked goods rather than using, you know, what they consider to be processed dairy-free butters. The plant-based vegan makes most of their meals at home, including their own dairy-free ice creams or cheeses or things like that. Let's go on to the convenient vegan. So the convenient vegan, I watched Gene Bauer of uh, The Farm Sanctuary. He was on The Daily Show when Jon Stewart was the host. And I was surprised to hear Jon Stewart say something like this. Veganism will go mainstream when it becomes convenient. And I just kind of stood there and stared at the screen like, what? Because in my mind, veganism is already convenient because I've been vegan for uh, probably around eight years and veganism has made huge strides in that time. There are so many, like you can not only go in and find vegan sausage, you can find five different kinds of vegan sausage. And I just, I'm so surprised, you know, like vegan ice cream, even Ben and Jerry's has a vegan ice cream now or vegan cheeses. There's all different kinds of vegan cheeses available. So I feel like there's a lot of convenience. I can go to my local grocery store and there's like three different sections in the grocery store where I can find products. It's great. I was talking with Jasmine Starr of our hen house recently. Um, She's actually on the Namely Marley podcast as well. And she said that that quote could be revised to this. I like this. Listen in. Veganism will become mainstream when people realize it's convenient. Isn't that nice? So it's there's a big difference there. Not that it, it already is convenient, but people need to get the message. We need to get the message out and people need to realize that. There's some evidence suggesting that veganism is starting to tip the scale towards mainstream. It makes me very happy. Um, so anyway, there can be an adjustment period when switching to things like vegan cheeses. But once you're past that, you may look back and wonder what you ever saw in it in the first place. So that was actually mozzarella cheese was my hardest to give up. And I probably gave it up last as a result. Um, but once I made the switch and my taste buds got used to it, I was surprised one time when I went to a restaurant that served vegan pizza, they accidentally put cow based cheese on my uh, pizza and I did not like it at all. It was stringy and greasy and um, there was kind of a sour taste to it. I I really have grown to, I mean, I have adapted to the kind of clean tasting and the texture and the low grease version of a vegan mozzarella cheese. It's actually very nice. Um, My cousin was with me at that dinner and she tried a piece of my vegan cheese and she liked it as well. So I think, you know, even though she wasn't vegan, she could see that there's a, you know, a difference between the two different kinds of cheeses and she could see the benefits of it. So convenient vegans crave the comforts of the foods they've grown up eating and they're looking for easy, convenient, appetite pleasing meals. So I don't look at convenient vegans as into veganism because they're so much worried about their health. It's not their primary goal. It's a nice side benefit, but there may be a number of other reasons that motivate the convenient vegan, such as the environment, or maybe uh, maybe they got bit by a tick. I have a friend that this happened to her. Uh, she got bit by a tick and it left her severely allergic to animal products. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes page so you can check that out. Um, maybe they have an autoimmune disease and their doctor has recommended a meat-free, dairy-free diet. So it's not really by their choice, but you know, they have to somehow adapt. Um, I also was listening to a waking up podcast episode by Sam Harris, where he talked about vegetarianism and in it, he questioned his desire to continue eating meat because he knew he couldn't kill an animal himself. And so, you know, ethically, was it right for him to ask other people to do what he couldn't do himself? 
There's also, you know, maybe you've seen videos of um, the horrible conditions that people work in at meat packing plants, or maybe you've seen videos of how animals are treated in factory farms and it had an impact on you and you just felt like you didn't want to contribute to that anymore. I just feel like all of those are reasons that maybe outside of just being worried about the health benefits of it. So the the convenient vegan may not be so much motivated by their health, but they are worried about missing out on all the foods they love. And they just don't want to spend hours shopping for crazy expensive exotic ingredients either. So it's no doubt the convenient vegan likes their comfort foods and they won't be giving up their mac and cheese or their grilled cheese sandwiches anytime soon. (laughs) So why your vegan type matters. Now that you know that there are three vegan types, why does it matter? Because I believe understanding your vegan type helps you better know how to feed yourself. And that's important because a lot of people I've talked to over the years, um, they may try a vegan diet and then they quit because they felt frustrated at not being able to follow the diet. But you know, the question is, what diet were they following? I mean, if you're a convenient vegan, you just want the foods that you grew up eating, and you follow a site that is providing recipes with, I don't know, like homemade cashew cheese and date-sweetened ice creams, you may get discouraged because it not only tastes different, but it requires a lot of time and expensive ingredients. And then if you don't like it, then some of those expensive ingredients just get thrown in the trash. And how sad is that? So if you don't know what kind of vegan you are, the ambiguity of it can be a stumbling block or worse, it may cause you to create unnecessary arbitrary rules that you feel so restricted by. So if you're you know, following along a site that is more plant-based, those rules are different than the ones that you would be following. And then you get frustrated with that and you give up entirely. So if you've decided to go vegan and let's say you're a convenient vegan and you're on Instagram and you see plant-based vegan postings, you're going to feel overwhelmed and discouraged. And I don't want that. Or if you're plant-based and you really are in it for the health of it and you really want these clean whole food ingredients and you're on Pinterest looking at recipes uh, that are convenient vegan, you may be kind of turned off by soy-based meat products or uh, vegan cheeses, things like that. So if you're a fearless vegan, well, who knows me? You probably like it all, (laughs) my kind of people. Either way, it's important to know your type to help build a menu plan and recipes that help you be your best. So what's your vegan type? Now that we've explored these three vegan types, the next question is, how do you know what vegan type you are? Well, I created a vegan type quiz to help answer that very question. So you just simply take the quiz and then you're led to a page that has uh, information about each vegan type and it provides additional information or links to free recipes and even some free downloadable meal plans that you can use to help guide you based on your vegan type. So maybe you're wondering now what kind of vegan I am. Well, it's a good question. I would definitely say when I started out, I started out as a fearless vegan because I really, I chose vegetarian and uh, eventually veganism as a, I don't know, like, I guess I was trying to express my individuality and I was actually drawn to it because I thought it was cool. (laughs) And then afterwards, I read a book by Peter Singer, who was talking about factory farms, which I honestly did not even know about here. I grew up in a rural town in Missouri, but they didn't, we didn't have any factory farms in our area. Um, but I have since seen them and it's terrible. Um, so 
I learned about factory farms. I learned about how many animals are killed every year. I also learned about the health benefits of, of being a vegan. And so I really, I mean, I'm very drawn to that. I'm very happy that I, I have done that. Um, but I also probably lean towards convenient vegan because I, I really do enjoy my comfort foods like mac and cheese or shepherd's pie or maybe even things like french fries. <laughs> I love all that stuff. Um, and I don't ever want to give that up. However, um, you know, that said, I do have some days that are probably what you call a plant-based vegan because I like to have a few days a month that I'm eating mostly whole plant-based foods. And I, I probably have a big leafy green salad with almost every meal. So I think the more we can have those plant-based foods alongside um, our food, I think that's really important. So I guess in some ways I'm kind of a mixture and I think, you, you know, who knows, maybe you might be a mixture as well. But I think as, you know, if you can identify with one group, but especially if you're new to veganism, I think it can help you create some meal plans and follow those meal plans. And then, um, and then once you get kind of used to it, then you can uh, start to get your groove in and, and really mix and match these vegan types. Okay, well, that's it for today's show. Next week, I'll be sharing my interview with Ken Rubin, who is a chef and the vice president for culinary training at the Ruby Cooking School. He has a unique approach to his diet, which I think some people will find very interesting. So stay tuned for that. If you'd like more information about today's show, just head over to the show notes page at namelymarley.com forward slash podcast. I hope you're loving the Namely Marley podcast. If so, you can support the show by giving it a review on iTunes or Stitcher, and you can share it on social media. So until next week, health and happiness to you, my friends. <laughs>